indicate in the binder every time a timer is needed. Okay. Same with us. We'll just say, hey, can you la 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 for five minutes? Or Phil. Hi, Bill. There's a lot of timing in this one because it's a writing workshop. So. Um, okay. Do I get to write? Do we get to write too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what your job is going to be is reading through the script. Mm -hmm. We're going to speak for 20 minutes all together, 10 each. Who goes first? going to go first. Michelle, number one. And then we're going to have two, Michelle and I are going to facilitate the writing. Okay, cool. Time. So I just go. Yeah. yeah, we might need your help with passing out materials. Okay. There's two chunks of questions, which are right here. And so the first question is here. Second question is here. We're going to spend 15 minutes on each of those questions. Writing after five minutes, I'll ask you to stop. And then who so times it? Can you time them? We have a lovely timer. She has a tear. Hi, Tracy. Hey. And then, um, so that's like writing work. 15 minutes, 15 minutes. So it's like 20 minutes here, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. We have 75 minutes. So when we're done with the writing section, back to you, Phil, the script will say, so please, like, get comfy and comfy. Read through your stuff. The first speaker is actually going to be Michelle, and okay. the next speaker is Michelle. Yeah, okay. steps over on Thank that you. side toward the Yeah. <laughs> so, really, we just read this. Yeah, okay. okay. Are you doing the ask? And then after, we have ask and ask. Phil, oh, so um, one more thing. Really good question. Phil, if you don't mind, throughout the writing process or throughout the workshop, whenever you remember, um, circulate the ask it basket. Or if Where is you guys it? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they said to just start passing it out of the first yeah. speaker starts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And just make sure
So Audrey? Yes. Do you have the script? Um, the script should be in, oh, right here. Catherine. So I was just adding a note because of the I don't think enough coffee connections so much if you have young people. We're going to have, we might have to have some people up and down the steps because we have a few Thank you. Figuring it out. So here's. I haven't had a chance to read through it yet. Oh, okay. I'll let. I'm not sure we need a microphone. Thank you. Okay. Here, let me see here. Thanks. Sit over there. The I'm afraid I won't. Yeah, there. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll kind of glance that way once in a while. Right. Hi, everybody. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Do I do I even need do I even need a do I even need a microphone? 
Well, I do because we're recording. Anyway. Okay, I do need a microphone, so I won't stand too close to it. Yeah, please use the mic for recording. Okay. So we're going to get started, okay? Everybody ready? Yes. You know why we're here? Yes. Good. Are we recording this? I hope not. <laughs> this right here? Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was going to tell you a joke. Uh, I'll tell you one anyway. If you're looking for Gamblers Anonymous, you're in the wrong place. Uh, let me say, welcome. My name is Phil. Phil, Phil G. I'm a compulsive reader from Oakland, California. My home group is a 7 a.m. into action meeting. If you're ever in Oakland, I hope you'll give it a chance. And uh, I'm your moderator for this workshop. And we're going to begin with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer, and I hope you'll join me. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping. One is, please turn off all cell phones and other electronic equipment. Even if you think it's off, we ask you to check it again, please. And the opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, we ask no photography, audio, or visual recording be permitted. If there is any press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop which you may purchase outside in the foyer. That was all our housekeeping. Now we all are ready to go. The title of this workshop is Newcomers Beginning Slash Resuming the Journey, the Principles Honesty. The purpose of this workshop is to write about being a newcomer or resuming your recovery from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors. We will have two dynamite speakers who will share how they approach writing when they were new or renewing their recovery in Overeaters Anonymous. They will each speak for 10 minutes. After their shares, we will uh, write as a group answering questions about resuming the journey of recovery. We will close with the Ask It Basket questions for the speakers. The basket will be circulated during the workshop. Everybody know what an Ask It Basket is? You can probably figure it out, yeah. So feel free if something comes up and you want to further explore one of the points that's, made, that's raised by the speakers, and we'll do our best to answer and clarify. Before we hear our speakers, here's a reading from For Today, page 28. As I work this program of recovery, I find better ways of seeking relief. I call time out to express my feelings, either verbally or in writing. Funny how much more bearable the truth becomes when I can look at it openly and honestly without having to be defensive about it. Our first speaker is going to be Audrey. So please, is that right, Audrey? Michelle. Michelle. Our, our next speaker is going to be Michelle, so I hope you'll uh, help me welcome Michelle. Thanks, Phil. Hi, I'm Michelle, and I am definitely a compulsive reader. Okay, so this is a really great topic because um, I came in in June of 1988, and um, 
my abstinence is no sugar, no binging. And I've been able to stick to that with the help of the program. Um, but that doesn't mean my food's perfect. So, but it has never gone back to the way it was before program. And I'm incredibly grateful for that because I was a compulsive eater since birth. So, um, I never thought I would be able to stop. So I really related last night when I heard uh, a lot about that. So when I first came in, um, I definitely got into writing because when I came in and got abstinent, I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> and it was really, really, really hard not to eat. Um, I was a grazer, so I binged and I grazed. So I ate if I went an hour or two, I thought I was doing really well. <laughs> um, so it was really a huge adjustment for me. Um, so the first way I used writing was just to handle all the feelings that came up. I was mad. I was sad. I was freaked out. Um, any feeling known to man that even though I had my feelings while I was eating, they were a lot more raw when um, I took away the sugar. So... That was a huge part of how I used writing. The second was I got a sponsor relatively quickly and I wrote my steps. And the first step, we didn't have the book at the time. We were using the AA 12 and 12 because it hadn't come out yet. And um, writing out my powerlessness and seeing the unmanageability was pretty easy. Because when I came into program, I had done 20 years of eating. I was It was two weeks before my 21st birthday. And I was at step one. I didn't need convincing of that. Um, because I had never in those 20 years been able to control my food. I think the longest I lasted on a diet was four days. Um, and that, mm, I probably cheated in the four days. <laughs> so for me, um, the concept of powerlessness was really comforting because it meant that it wasn't my fault. So the writing really helped me discover what that was for me. Um, and of course my inventory, that was huge. Although admittedly the first inventory I did was pretty short because I was a people pleaser and I didn't see any of my defects. <laughs> so I didn't really understand step four until I did it again and again and again. Um, and that's why I think for me, writing the steps isn't a one-time deal, it's a lifetime deal. Um, and when I'm stuck, I can write on powerlessness. I can write on uh, why I don't want to surrender. Um, so that's the third part of, of my writing. And this really was big when I was new, but it, it'll still happen on occasion, but not as much, is um, when I resist something. So if I don't want to do something in this program, I get to write about why I'm unwilling to do it. Because I can't jump and make myself willing. I cannot do that. So for me, I just write about, well, I'm not doing it, and here's why. And I get to just go fully into what that truth is for me. Um, because for me, there's always a reason that I'm not willing to do something in this program, and it's usually fear. Um, false evidence appearing real. I think I know the outcome, and I really have no idea. Um, but getting to that writing and just giving myself, as a newcomer and beyond, um, that space to say, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the perfect OA member. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm stomping my feet right now. 
Um, that gave me such a huge sense of freedom because, you know, I think the diet mentality, you know, y you be a good girl and you go on the diet and you lose the weight. Well, I was never able to do that. And I thought in OA I had to do the same thing. I had to come in, be perfect, and um, that very quickly I realized wasn't the case because nobody was perfect and everybody was talking about their imperfections. And that was such a huge comfort for me because I realized I could come in the program and I could be imperfect and everybody loved me anyway. And even though, you know, I think sometimes I could get into comparison, um, you know, maybe my food isn't as good as so-and-so's, but you know what? If it's better than it was, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Because really, my yardstick is myself and where I came in, and I know where I came in. But if I compare myself to you, I'm done. I'm done. Because um, I'm beating myself up to a pulp. So um, I think writing when I resist something has always been the most powerful. Because, thank you, because there's the most self-acceptance in that. Um, on occasion, the other thing that came up really early on was my difficulty in relationships because once I stopped eating compulsively, how do you do relationships? I had no idea because my coping mechanism was food and people pleasing. So I started writing about my relationships and, it, and I had a ton of resentments coming up and it took me a really long time to see my part in that. But that's where writing is so helpful because I didn't have to see my part day one or day 365. I could just keep going a little bit at a time and each time I wrote I got a little deeper. Um, and I don't know, it was probably, I hate to say it, but probably 10 years in the program before I, I really got to see my part in relationships. And it was my codependency. I could not stop. I couldn't tell my truth, basically, and, because I was afraid if I told my truth, you wouldn't like me. So I kept, my writing would be around and around and around about why I can't pick better people <laughs> and why my relationships aren't working. But I had no accountability in that. I didn't know why my relationships weren't working. I was in this program. I was going to meetings. I was working it hard, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, but eventually, with the writing and the steps and sponsoring and all that stuff, I got a little piece of, oh, yeah, you know what, Michelle? You're not being honest. <laughs> you're saying yes when you mean no. Um, you're not expressing your opinion because it's too scary. Because if I express my opinion, I think somebody's going to get mad at me. And that was old childhood stuff. So once I got to see that piece... It totally transformed my relationships. But the reason I, I got that piece was writing, because I slowly uncovered my defects. And um, for me, it took a long time. I, I thought I was the nice girl, and I didn't really, even though I felt terrible about myself, I didn't know what my defects were. Um, it was very difficult for me to find that out. Um, but writing really helped me do that, and, and the fourth step, because we have a wonderful book, and... You know, those questions get you going. <laughs> and after a while, it's like, oh, wow, you know, I could see my defects. And the writing really helped me do that. So where am I in terms of time? 220. 220, okay. Um, I would say there's no wrong way to do writing. 
Um, I think that's the biggest thing in this program is we we tend to feel like there's a right way and a wrong way, and they're really just try it. You know, if you're really annoyed at work, just try writing a little bit. Um, if you want to yell at your spouse, go in the other room and write a little bit. If you want to eat a house, go in the room and write a little bit. I mean, it's amazing what comes up. Um, the other way I wrote, and I heard this a long time ago, probably in an outside workshop, but um, it, it was a really powerful form of writing where with your dominant hand, you write, you start writing, and then with your non-dominant hand, you answer. And the non-dominant hand is typically what people say is your unconscious or your inner child. So when I would do that type of writing, this would make no sense, but it made sense. It was like things that I never thought I knew, but would this person knew their boundaries. This person told the rock bottom truth. And I never got to that with my dominant hand of writing. So it was a really, if you're really stuck on something, um, I highly recommend trying that because that, that for me was very eye-opening and it really got me into my truth in a way that I couldn't access any other way. So um, I hope this was helpful. I, I just love the program. I think this is the place that I can go through anything in my entire life and you'll support me. And I don't have to do it with food. And that is such a gift because I, I never thought I could stay on a diet. And my absence is not a diet because if you, if you told me what I had to eat when I got here, I would have left and I would have never come back. Um, and that's just me. That's just my opinion. Some people need them to be told what to eat. I couldn't because um, I had such a fear of failure that I knew I wasn't going to make it because I could never diet. So for me, I knew... Sugar was my starting point, and binging was my starting point. And, um, and I, I only was able to do that because you guys told me that, it was, um, that I was powerless, and there was a lot of comfort in that for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle, for getting us started. Appreciate it. Um, so do we go right into the next speaker? Great. I take great pleasure in our second speaker. She's awesome. Audrey. So let's welcome Audrey. Hi everybody. I am Audrey. I'm a compulsive reader. Hi Audrey. And I'm really short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might just only see my eyes or the top of my head, and that's okay. All right. I'm not ashamed of my height today. <laughs> um, Okie doke. Um, I'm really grateful to be here. I also want to say um, just a quick thank you to Phil for jumping in so quickly. Um, he knew approximately 10 minutes before the session started that he would be moderating, so I'm really grateful for him. So thank you so much, Phil. Um, so, um, yeah, I, 
I'm really grateful to be able to share with you my experience around being a newcomer and the healing process of what writing has done in my life and continues to do in extremely profound ways. And uh, I think that overall what I experience with writing is an ability to tap into my extremely private world in a way that's safe. And uh, there's a lot of trauma that um, people in 12-step I, I feel like go through that I have been through. And a way in which I can enter into that pool of memory is um, with writing. For me, it has been, I've been able to explore the inner working of my, um, my mind and my spirit um, without it overwhelming my consciousness, you know. And I've been able to do something um, that I feel like is useful and real with joy, pain, or memories that I've experienced in a variety of different ways. I hope it's helpful um, to share my experience around it and specifically what that's looked like. Um, and I've always had a relationship with writing before and after recovery, and it's taken on different forms in my life, which has been really interesting to um, reflect on. And then um, I got so much out of Michelle's share also just in terms of those that specific process of what it does for me um, with the steps. So thank you also for, for sharing that. Um, okay, so just to, to briefly qualify... Um, I'm definitely a compulsive overeater. I joined this program um, when I was 24 years old, and I was 300 pounds. My knees were giving out. I had crazy blood sugar. I um, used food to cope with every single feeling, including everything from depression to celebration. Um, food was my habituated go-to best friend fantasy relationship, uh, and I did not. I never wanted to live without it, nor could I perceive a lifestyle that included abstinence, nor I even understand it. Um, and um, when I came into program and made the decision that, you know, of course I made the decision over and over again that I never wanted to live like that, but had given up on the solution long before I came to OA, when I came into this fellowship and actually experienced the relief of knowing that there is hope from this and actually trying this crazy experiment that you all suggested. Um, writing was one tool that helped me survive the immense feelings, the wave of emotions that I had not had the privilege of really feeling in my body for years. And those feelings came up and I was so scared of them. And uh, they have transformed my life when I've been able just to, like, be present. So anyway, um, so I'll share a little bit about, like, I'm going to do a little bit about, like, before, what it was like before, what it was like during after, but specifically with writing. Um, so when I was a kid, um, I learned when I was in seventh grade that there was a teacher that kind of took me under her wing that um, noticed me and noticed that I could write. We had these, like, power power of the pen competitions and um I was super quiet um I like being like a super big loud jump around person in my adult life but when I was in when I was a, in elementary school I was so quiet I was so sheltered I was so unsure of myself and uh and I was bullied a lot and I was bigger than other kids and um my writing world was a place that I could go 
and it was real and I could be heard. Like I felt like someone would see me if, um, if I could put down these words, someone might read them, you know, and I never knew the power of my, like my, my words until someone else read them. And, um, and realized that like I, I had a story to tell that was valuable. And a lot of times like my voice did not carry in those spaces. And so writing became this place where I could be, I could be seen by something. And, um, and maybe that's my higher power today. Maybe that's like an audience if, of like a sponsor or, you know, a friend, like if I want to share those things. But at, in high school, I used it as a plate to, place to, you know, poetry was like a part of like my alter ego in high school. And I was like, I'm so cool. I'm goth. Check out my goth poem. So, you know, it was still kind of a different form then. Um, but I've always enjoyed it. There's been a part of that place that, that I've been able to capture, like, the beauty of life and also the struggle of life when I get quiet. So um, when I got into recovery, um, I, I, I remember doing exercises around writing that were very different. And it was the same, it was still the same healing quality for me to be able to do um, that. I was actually an English major when I was in, in college and, um, and later became like an English teacher. And um, when I was in college, I remember um, that same feeling of having the safety of my, my voice expressed in words. But what was new is when I put down the food Every single time I had a food thought, I would call my sponsor and she would say, she was so sweet. Her name was Kathy and she was full of giggles and she dressed great. And she was like this amazing mom. And, um, and she would always say, Audrey, just put pen to paper. Like you got a feeling, you got to write about it. And I was like, this is stupid. Like (laughs) I am just having a food thought. Like there are no feelings going on. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And, um, and I was like, fine, I'll just write. Fine. She'd get off the phone with me real fast. Go write. And I would be like, I just need somebody to listen to me. And she'd be like, write and then call me back. And I'd be like, okay, fine. Um, and, um, so I'd start off writing. This is stupid. (laughs) And then like two and a half pages later, I'd feel better. Like what happened? (laughs) You know, um, So what happens for me is when I unwind, like my brain is like a hurricane of thought sometimes that snowballs. And when I am able to write, it pulls down each thread of wind into the page of that hurricane. And it takes each each thought and it brings it down and it centers it somewhere still and real and lets it go from here to like here and I feel it in my body. When I write it down, it goes from my head to my body and I feel it and it slows me down and it gets me to honesty. And I'm not la 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 up here, which I'm really good at doing. I'm down here. And um and so I remember doing that exercise over and over and every single time I would be like, this is stupid, I don't have time for this. I'm I'm just I'm having a food thought, you know, and every single time I would get in touch with the feeling that was going on. And every single time that I did that, 
you know what I wasn't doing? I wasn't eating. Hey, okay. Like, (laughs) it worked. It worked. Um, I have today um, a couple of different things that I do with writing. I start off with my day with writing um, or just putting, uh, honestly, what I do is I just put a journal in my lap and I put my cup of coffee to the side and I just like get still. And if things come to me, then I write them on the page. And uh, what I've noticed in that process is that I think intuition and higher power is strongest for me in the morning and feels farthest away from me in the evening. So I do two different, I've been doing two different things um, while I've been on on break from from teaching. Um, In the morning, um, I can wake up and just be still and see what thoughts come to me. And even if I just write down a word or two, it just reminds me of what my intention is for that day. And it um, like immortalizes it in the paper. Um, I write down my food for the day. I write down something called, um, this is just like kind of like program jargony stuff, but what I call my top and my bottom lines, but I write down the ways in which I'm going to self-care for that day. Oh, my time's up. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm going to take one. I'm so sorry. I'm going to take just a second more. Um, so I write ways I'm going to self-care that day and then, um, what I'm not going to do, what my like boundaries are for myself, like stick to the plan. Don't eat sugar. Don't eat flour, whatever that's going to be. Um, so let me say overall, um, I'm grateful for the experience of getting my mind to calm down and connecting within and my intuition is where my higher power shows up. It's where my creativity blossoms in the evening. I use it like to cool myself down. I'm writing a, like a book right now. I've never thought I would write a book. And so I'm doing that to like kind of put my mind to bed um, with thoughts is like get into a creative space before I go to bed. And um, I'm grateful for the safety that the page offers and the safety of the listening ears of people in this room. Thanks. Thank you. That was fantastic. How about another round for those great speakers? They completely volunteer. They come in and try to help us out. I think it's a great thing that um, the title of the, the title of the workshop is newcomers, but it's wrapped around writing, which is such an important tool that we have. And also, I encourage everybody to get a journal. So you can write down what's going on in your day and maybe a plan of eating, action plan, a diary, stream of consciousness, all that stuff. So uh, next, we have questions? Oh, good. Welcome Michelle back. Thank you, Michelle. Okay. So uh, there's going to be questions passed out. So we're going to have two segments of writing for you to answer questions openly and honestly, as we heard in the reading. And um, you will be writing for five minutes, and then after the five minutes, we'll stop, 
and then um, you're gonna share, mm -hmm. right? With the partner next to you, okay? And then both people are gonna actually get a turn to do that. Um, so are there, have the questions been passed out? Oh, okay. Ha ha ha. Okay. I feel like the teacher. <laughs> so are they doing two questions at once or just one? They can pick one. So I think it says Okay. So there are two questions just for clarification and you can choose one. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, we're going to transition here to the second set of writing questions. So I'm just going to read the little bit that we've got up here. Um, you'll be writing for five minutes. After five minutes, I'll ask you to stop again, like I did before. Cool. Yeah, if you guys want to pass them out, great. To begin the writing, you have the choice of two, two questions again. You only have to answer one. And whenever you're, each of them is passed out, I'll have Tracy put five minutes on the clock again. And this will be the last chunk of writing that we'll do for the workshop. So if you want to get all your thoughts out before you go, here's your opportunity. So yeah, okay, let's go ahead and put five minutes of, of writing, choose one of the questions that best reaches out to you, and we'll replicate the same process. Maybe you'll find a new person to share with for the next time, or the same, whatever works best for you. Okay, uh, thanks to our uh, Audrey and Michelle. Michelle, yeah, good memory here for uh, helping uh, lead the exer writing exercises. We are now going to have, um, we're going to talk about the questions that were in the Ask It Basket, okay? Are there more? There's one more in here. One more, okay. Oh yeah, you can just pass it around. And if you have another one, just slip it up to me. It'll be like, um, like the Oscars, you know, the next question is. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the question and then one of, one of our two great speakers is going to answer, okay? And then maybe we'll have time later to other things might come up. Okay, first one. I am very new. I also resent my type 2 diabetes and tried to eat myself into an insulin coma a year ago. I resent giving up those foods. Advice? And which of our speakers is going to... Did you want to do this? Yeah, Okay. Hi, I'm Michelle Capulso, reader. Um, I totally identify with that because of giving up flour. So um, pray for the willingness. You know, I mean, if I'm not willing to give up a certain food, there's a reason, and that's when I write about the reason. And it's usually about um, false evidence appearing real, thinking that my life is going to go down the tank if I give up a certain food, <laughs> or I'm going to lose comfort. Um, but I don't beat myself up because, you know, 
giving up a flower flower was a huge long process for me and I'm only like 30 days into giving it up completely and this is after 28 years so you know it takes what it takes um, and just be gentle with yourself because I, we can't force it um, but we can keep coming back until we're willing yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, for me, praying for the willingness is the, the hugest piece of this. Um, I mean, I know that for me, this is an illness that eventually is fatal for me in different ways. And that knowledge does not get me to a place of surrender. Um, that knowledge just helps me, like, collect evidence, you know. What gets me, I feel like, to a place of surrender is saying um, that by noticing other people's recovery, like I keep coming back and I notice other people's recovery and I say, like, there's a better way for me to live and kind of like getting in touch with hope, getting in touch with my ability to recover is much more powerful than um, the devastating consequences of this illness. Even though that is a consequence, it did motivate me. Actually, what really motivates me in recovery is hope as opposed to consequence. Um, so I'd say that um, don't quit before the miracle happens. Can you, can you repeat, at the beginning there you were saying that um, collecting evidence doesn't help you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like the thought of like collecting evidence that I'm powerless is not... It doesn't motivate me, like the negative doesn't motivate me as much as the positive motivates me. Like what good I can accept in my life really gets me into program. I'm more motivated by positive good than like, you're a bad girl, you effed up, like you did this to your body. Like I've done that my whole life. That does not get me into recovery in my experience. I can collect and catalog all that evidence and say how much like I've made mistakes, but honestly, hope gets me across the hurdle. That's my experience. You know, one of the things about being a moderator is I get to make a comment too. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, we're talking about resentment for giving up foods. That's and that is completely normal. Okay, that's absolutely completely normal. And my other impression, just thinking about it, first of all, the use of the word resentment is a word that we hear a lot in the program, so it's kind of like interesting that they, whoever wrote the request used that word. But um, mm -hmm. yep. I forget what I was going to say. It was, it was really good, too. <laughs> okay, moving on. This is interesting. Uh, good question here. Do you have any experience with gaining weight while in OA or while abstinent? If so, can you share about it? You go first. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. okay. How are we doing on time, by the way? Um, we've got... we got four minutes left. Okay, we'll get as many through as many as we can. Okay, um, yes is the answer. And how did I get through it? Okay, so um, I joined another 12-step program when I was about 10 years into this program. And um, when I was, like, really going through all of those feelings, like, I was just like, I can't do this. I'm not enough. I can't stay abstinent. It's too much to ask. I can't do this. And um, 
I had a sponsor who was really willing to work with me, and she just said, keep coming back. I was so shameful. I gained, like, 30 pounds. I, like, lost my abstinence in different ways, and people just loved the shit out of me in this program and just said, don't quit. Before the miracle happens, keep coming back. Like, you are so valuable here. And, uh, yeah, and that's, that's what I share. So it's not really about working a perfect program for me. It's about keep coming back. Thank you for the good questions, by the way. Very thoughtful. Here's another one. Do you write on a daily basis, and what do you write about when you don't feel like you have anything to write about? Okay, I'm going to do that one again. Okay, real fast. Yeah, I do. Um, I always have the same... <laughs> you can do the next one. Okay, I always write the same thing if I don't have anything to write about. Um, so, top lines, what I do for self-care that day. Bottom lines, what I don't do. What are my absolutes? Do not. Um, don't. That, what's my blacklist food items? Um, so, self-care and what I don't do. And then my intentions for the day. I intend, you know. So, um, sometimes I say the third step prayer and I write it down. Like write it out, and it helps me. Okay, cool. You go now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, time's just flying by here. Uh, actually, there's two. Maybe one of them. Uh, there's two questions about typing versus what do they call that cursive? And the, so that's one. And the other one is um, maybe you can address both. What helped you? What helps you both get honest about food? So those are the last two. Um, well, my body helps me get honest about food because it gives me immediate feedback. And for me, the reason I gave up flour was because I started to feel sick. I started to get bloated, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, and so when the person suggested I do that, I was willing to try it. So, but for me, when my food is sloppy, and there's times when it's sloppy, um, I have to, I usually call somebody or I text somebody or I talk about it at a meeting because if I don't, it's going to get bigger. Um, I know that the minute I don't talk about it, I'm in trouble. Um, but because my abstinence has never been super rigid, I mean, I do three meals a day, but if I have a snack, I have a snack. I don't die over it. Um, but I don't do refined sugar and I don't binge. Um, and my meals are relatively small um but i i also okay so and then writing um i definitely handwrite it i've done computer writing but um i think you can speak to that more than i can but there's much more of an emotional component when i hand write it and i can i can it goes so much more without my th thinking and i can just get deep into a feeling very quickly whereas if i'm typing that's not the same process and it's a different type of writing i can't get to my emotions as quickly cool. speak to that one? yeah sure and i want to Thank you. And I want to be quickly, like, I'm just mindful of time. Um, but just fun little tidbit um, from my work world and my writing world and my teacher world is that when you um, immortalize something in writing with handwriting, it does something neurologically with your brain where you remember it better. Just some fun tidbits of information. The end. 
Thanks, guys, for coming. Hey, it was a great uh, workshop. You guys were fantastic. Let's give our speakers a hand. We're going to do a traditional uh, closing, if that's okay with everybody. We're going to join hands and say the serenity prayer, the we version of the serenity prayer. Keep coming back. It works.